Welcome to Crypto is Easy, a podcast for people who want to go beyond the hype in cryptocurrency. Step outside the daily noise, focus on the big picture, and figure out what really matters, usually the stuff you don't hear about on Twitter or the news. My name is Mark Helfman. I'm a top writer on Medium and Hacker Noon for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency topics. In Crypto is Easy, I provide exclusive content beyond the information I publish on my website and other outlets. If you like the podcast, read the show notes for a link to the Crypto is Easy newsletter or Google Crypto is Easy. In my newsletter, I offer a unique perspective and insights on Bitcoin and altcoins so you can make the most of this bull market. You'll also get my take on some promising smaller cap altcoins you probably have not heard of, as well as occasional guest posts, interviews with notable people in the cryptocurrency community, videos, podcasts, and articles you may find useful. Unless otherwise noted, everything you hear in my podcast will be my own thoughts and opinions, and none of it should be construed as financial advice. Relax and enjoy the ride. I've been excited about this market since August. Did I buy any Bitcoin in October and November? No. Just two altcoins in October, nothing else. If you bought Bitcoin at any price higher than today's $50,000, you'll be fine. There's no bad time to buy it. For altcoins, some will reach prices so high, you will feel silly for doubting their prices today. Are you worried? I'm not, for the reasons I shared in my recent updates. Scroll down, you'll see an update for December 7th and an update for December 10th. And read below or listen on for some interesting content you may have missed this week. And if you appreciate my work, please vote for me in any of the Hacker Noon Award categories I'm nominated in. There are three if you scroll down below. First, a poll. When will Bitcoin's price go above its all-time high of $69,058? Before December 31st, 2021, between January 1st, 2022 to March 15th, 2022, after March 15th, 2022, or never? I'll share the results and my own answer in the next rundown. DeFi's decentralization. DeFi's decentralization is an illusion. This quarterly review. Bottom line, the Bank for International Settlements says DeFi governance features, for example, DAOs, inherently bring centralized control to decentralized protocols. As a result, regulations should leverage or target those features to protect consumers, curtail criminal activities, and ensure financial stability. My take, don't let the shocking headline fool you. This article and the related report offer a balanced, cogent view review of DeFi. DAOs both centralize and decentralize power. What consequences come from this? Protocols fail all the time. Pegs slip all the time. Where do regulators step in? Liquidations on one platform can zap assets on another platform. At what point do users need protection? And I could go on. Why we care? It's worth reading the whole report if you have time. DeFi platforms put people at the mercy of a small cohort of anonymous developers and deep-pocketed token holders who probably don't care about your welfare. Nobody has the patience to let time and technology squeeze out the bad guys. Few can stomach the risks involved in trying. Governments will have to step in. There's a decent chance this is the kind of report your regulators will be reading. You might want to know what it says. Read the report and tap the button below to read that report. Also, U.S. Congress spent about four hours chatting about crypto this week. 
I caught only about 20 minutes of the hearing, starting about an hour into it, long enough to hear former U.S. regulator Brian Brooks, Coinbase CFO Alicia Jean Haas, Circle CEO Jeremy Allaire, and others. I also caught bits and pieces of other parts of the hearing. Substantively, congressional hearings are purely for show. Kabuki, as they said when I worked in Congress. All for show. For members, the goal is to get witnesses to say things the members want them to say to make whatever point the members want to make. Still, I was struck by the sympathetic questions of members and some of the experts' responses did a great job simplifying and crystallizing the significance of the technology and how it works. Watch it if you can. It's unusually educational and informative. Scroll down, you can watch it, the full video and the full hearing. Whether any of this matters for U.S. policy, debatable, but I can't see how you can come away with an impression that crypto is anything but a valuable, sensible technology. That in itself is enough to make the hearing a thumbs up for me. I have an email from Mr. Fox. It's a Real Vision email that ponders a recent conflict over rights and ownership of NFTs that serve as works of art or identity. Namely, the decision of Larva Labs to restrict the commercial rights of CryptoPunks holders when you buy an NFT from its creator. Should it come with limitations? Do all rights and privileges convey? Will the market reward one set of rights over another? For example, will people value NFTs with no strings attached over those with terms and conditions? What about NFTs that have a corporate sponsor to back its value, like stocks, instead of NFTs that rely solely on network effects or community appreciation? What approach will produce a stronger community and the social proof necessary to make NFTs valuable? How do these questions change when you extend them to NFTs that serve as something other than a work of art or identity? For example, patents and claims on real-world assets. Along those lines, read this article from Underground, which questions what scarcity means when you can print multiple editions of the same piece, each one different in some way. Uh, the link is non-fungible soup NFTs and editions. And last, investors selling significant amounts of stock to buy cryptocurrency. Bottom line, according to one survey, since June 1st, 2021, investor sentiment around crypto has improved relative to sentiment around stocks. My take, I'm not sure significant is the right word here. Most people still prefer stocks to crypto, but if you believe the poll results, you can't deny that smart money investors are shifting their attention to crypto. Most notably, those who say they pay a lot of attention to financial markets were the most likely to sell stocks to buy crypto. Why we care? This shift happened after the big crash from April to May. People get it. Volatile market, new asset class, experimental technology and all that. But there is no better place for common people to get a better return on their investment, especially with the stock market full of companies that have no profits, insane market caps, or shares priced so high they defy all conventional measures of value. If you're selling crypto now, you're probably selling to somebody richer, more savvy, or more patient than you are. Relax and enjoy the ride.